Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. I'm really excited to bring you this week's podcast. If you have been here for a while, you know that I love discussing really practical tips for anyone out there who is you know, struggling with infertility and at a fertility clinic is one of the things that I really pride myself on and that I don't think that there's enough of. So if you've been here a while, you also know that I spent a good couple of years at my fertility clinic and I feel like a total pro these days. Do make sure that you also check out two of my other past episodes. One is called What to Expect at Your First Appointment at the Fertility Clinic. And the other one is 11 Questions to Ask Your Fertility Specialist. There is also a download in my free library with those 11 questions if you have a listen. But I'm going to dive straight in today and talk about my insider tips. I've got 11 of them for if you're at a fertility clinic. So number one, try to foresee your appointments and book in advance. Anyone who is at a fertility clinic will know that everything takes so much longer than you expect. It always takes longer. And one of the things that also happens is sometimes it takes about three months to get in for a review appointment with your fertility specialist. So what you might end up doing is having a cycle and then like booking in with your fertility specialist when that cycle finishes, but then only being able to get in with your fertility specialist when the cycle finishes three months in advance. So what you want to do is kind of foresee what's going to happen in your cycle. And it gets a lot easier to do this, or you might be going in for some tests. And instead of then waiting for that whole process to occur, when you're at the counter, book in your future appointments so that you can get in early without having to necessarily wait three months after you have that next step, if that makes sense. You'll know what I mean when you get to the fertility clinic and once you get around the whole process. But if it takes three months to get an appointment with your fertility specialist, then make sure you foresee that and just start booking your appointments in advance so that you can get in quicker to review results, review everything that's happening. If you are new to a fertility clinic and if you're making your first appointment and you're like, what? It's going to take three months. Here's another inside tip. Ask to go on the cancellation list. There are obviously a lot of other clever cookies out there who do this whole like booking the next appointment thing. There are people who decide to change fertility clinics. There are people who fall pregnant naturally. There are all sorts of different scenarios, but there are often a lot of cancellations that occur. So if you want to get in a little bit quicker, why not ask to go on the cancellation wait list so that if there is an earlier appointment, you can be notified. Number three is always arrive early for blood work. So what I used to do is I used to arrive like five minutes before they opened 
for blood work and you just can't pick it sometimes. Sometimes you'll get to the fertility clinic and there's no one there. Sometimes you will end up having to wait for like an hour for bloods. Seriously, you just can't pick it. And I would hate having to always arrive late for work. You know, like I felt like I planned it out really correctly, but then I would get there, then I would have to wait unexpectedly, and then I would be late for work. I much preferred getting there five minutes before the clinic technically opened for blood test results, then being able to get straight in and get straight out so that I just guaranteed that I wouldn't be late for work. Because our fertility clinic used to take bloods from, I don't know, like 7 or 7.30 in the morning. And so, you know, I'd end up getting to work early, but it didn't really bother me because then, you know, like you don't have to navigate the whole guilt or bosses wondering why you've been late or feeling like you're constantly having to take and add time for work. Number four is ask for handouts and ask for demonstrations. If you don't ask, you don't get. And quite often we can be made to feel by nurses and specialists like they're in a rush to just hand over this information and get us out of the clinic when often we don't quite understand exactly what's going on. So some examples of that might be giving yourself your injections or understanding exactly what the purpose of particular medications is in our cycle or the significance of those. And I think it's really important for us to understand that and to feel strong enough to not feel rushed to exit the clinic. So when you are there, though, sometimes you can feel really bamboozled. Sometimes you can feel like they have explained everything, but you still don't quite understand. And then you get out of the clinic and you feel bamboozled and you've basically just forgotten everything that they've told you. So what I want you to do is ask if they have a handout with this information or if, you know, it's something like your injections, ask if they can give you a demonstration. And you know what? If you ask for a handout and they say no, that's fine. You can go through and Google the information, of course, but they then have one more person who has asked for a handout. If enough people ask for handouts of information, you will have caught me like a few episodes back talk about what I wish the fertility clinics would do. I wish they would give you all a binder that fully explains exactly what's going on with your cycles, the success rates, all of that information. Imagine how awesome that would be if you felt completely informed. And so if one more person asks for a handout, or if enough people ask for handouts, then your fertility clinic will at some point be like, you know what, we need to put together a handout for this. Ask for handouts, ask for demonstrations so that you fully understand exactly what's going on. You deserve to fully understand exactly what is going on with your cycle. Number five is bring a pen and a paper Every single time your fertility specialist might be discussing one thing and you have a sudden thought pop into your head. And as he's talking or she's talking, you can quickly write that down so you can come back to it at a later stage. You might have something that you need to remember. Again, we come back to the previous point that they can explain something. You can feel like you kind of understand it at the time. But then the second that you walk out the door, 
You can feel like you completely don't remember or don't understand exactly what they said. But if you have a pen and a paper and you take notes or you write down further questions that you have, then you can definitely, you know, circle back to that during the appointment or at a later time. So always bring a pen and paper and actually also write any questions that you have in advance. So you might even carry your pen and paper around with you. There's so many people who do this, Uh, like Richard Branson does this, Sarah Blakely, the head of Spanx or the creator of Spanx, she does this. She carries a notebook and a pen around with her everywhere she goes so that when sudden thoughts pop into her head, so this could be when you're out at the shops, this could be when you're at work, it could be like by your bedside table when you're trying to fall asleep at night and you have those niggling 1,057 thoughts come into your head, you can jot it down, okay, and then you won't forget it, you won't have to remember, you can get it out of your head and onto the paper so you don't have to worry about it and so you can circle back to it. So if you have questions, write them in advance and don't expect yourself when you are like completely being bamboozled by technical information You can have those questions there and you can make sure that you ask those questions and get the answers that you're looking for. Number six is don't be afraid to get an explanation, okay? Doctors and sometimes nurses, they are the experts in this. They deal with this all day long. They know exactly what they're talking about. They know exactly what's going on at a biological level. They know what the medications are supposed to do. And that's amazing. That's what they're supposed to do. However, they can sometimes forget, everyone can forget that you are a rookie at this and you are not a specialist or a doctor and that you might not 100% understand what's going on. You're the patient here. You deserve to know exactly what's going on. Don't be afraid to ask for an explanation or ask your specialist to explain something to you in plain English. Don't ever be afraid to slow them down and ask them for an explanation of what's going on, why this happened, what their thoughts are, to explain what these medications do, to explain why, what is the purpose of or the difference between like a sandwich and an antagonist cycle, all of those things. Don't be afraid to ask that. You're the client here. This is your life. This is your body. This is your baby here. So you've got a lot at stake here. So don't be afraid to ask. Number seven, same thing. This is high stakes for you. So make sure that you take charge when you need to. This is 100% your journey. If you have a partner, this is both of you in it together. And sometimes that might mean that you need to take charge of the scenario. You might need to ask the tough questions instead of just always going along with the flow. And that doesn't mean you can't trust your specialist, but that means that, you know, you might need to shake things up a bit. You might need to not be afraid to take charge. And I know that it can feel sometimes disempowering when your fertility specialists have this wealth of knowledge and they're incredible at what they do. But if you don't feel right, like you have the gut instinct here, you're the one who's paying the money. You're the one who has, you know, basically what you had planned as your life goal at stake. So don't be afraid to take charge uh, because you're the one in charge here and you're the one with everything to lose, okay? Number eight, and this is a big one, guys. Ask about the future. Ask your specialist, 
How many times are you going to tell me to do an IUI? How many IUIs are you planning to do? Or you might say, okay, we've done this same cycle twice now. At what point are you going to tell me to change things up? Ask about, okay, at what point are you going to tell me to use donut eggs? At what point do we need to progress from IUI to IVF? Ask the questions about the future and about what their future plans look like for your treatment. Because you don't want to be in the situation, which is basically my number nine, but you don't want to be in the situation where you have spent $150,000 on 11 IUI cycles that haven't worked and they've done the exact same thing. And you're like, oh, you know, I really felt that at cycle four, I trusted them to take a different tact and they kind of never did. And now here I am feeling completely fucked over with a whole bunch of money down the drain, a lot of time down the drain. You don't want to get in that point. And if you had known at an earlier point that that's the treatment plan that your specialist had planned, which was basically do the same thing and get the negative result and expect without changing anything to get the exact same outcome. If you'd known that, like halfway down the track or earlier down the track, maybe you'd have changed specialists or done something differently. Get a really good sense of, okay, what does this treatment plan look like down the road? And one of the most empowering things that my fertility specialist did with me was he explained what the future was like. He had a policy kind of of, you know, we want to start with the minimum intervention possible because wherever possible, it's always best to let nature take its course, which I totally agree with. So we start kind of easy. So even though my ovulation was working really well and my hormone levels looked perfect, We're going to do a tracking cycle to get the baseline and then we're just going to do an ovulation induction. So sometimes if you're not ovulating, they'll do an ovulation induction. Sometimes if you are ovulating like me, they will still do an ovulation induction because they just want to try and help things along a little bit. And then he was kind of of the view like, we'll do this twice, then we'll do this twice, then we'll do this twice. And so he'd only continue with everything like two cycles. We'll do two IUI. If two IUI doesn't work, then we're going to pull out the big guns for IVF. So that was how he worked. But, you know, it certainly wasn't a case of we're going to do one IUI, then see. We're going to do another IUI, then see. Then we're going to do another IUI then see, it wasn't that I had an idea from him of what the future looked like. After I had my miscarriage, I looked at my fertility specialist and I said to him, okay, at what point will you just be like, shake my hand and be like, there's nothing we can do, goodbye. And that was one of the most empowering moments for me. That whole appointment was an amazing appointment because that's the appointment when he looked at me and was like, no, no, Robin, you're fucking angry. Like I can see it and this is why you're angry. But I said to him, at what point are you going to say, you know, thanks, I've done all I can, goodbye. And he said to me, in two years' time. And I was like, okay, that gives me a timeline of what I can plan for in the future. And he said, like, there's still, I can still try X, Y, Z, this, that, that. And I knew, you know, that he had this kind of two policy rule. I knew that my specialist was not going to sit there and do the same thing over and over and over again and just keep taking my money and expecting that maybe it would work. 
okay, which is number nine. Don't let your specialist continue cycle after cycle without trying something new, okay? Don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I've heard from so many fertility clients who have huge regret because that's what their specialist has done. If it's not working time and time again, yes, IUIs have an average success rate of 11%, but there's still so much that we don't understand about infertility. There's so much still going on inside our body. When I look at what functional nutrition practitioners do, they have all these tests like gut health tests, food intolerance tests. There's so much that we don't know about what's going on inside our body. There's so much that we don't know about implantation. And like for Ross and I, Ross had sperm tests that came back in the normal ranges. My hormone tests came back perfect. Yet when we did our first retrieval, the fertilization rates were shithouse. They were so bad. And we had transfers at 48 hours. So usually it's three days or five days. We had ours at 48 hours. So you don't know that until you get the eggs out. So if you're sat there doing one IUI after another, because on paper, so far what you've tested looks okay, that's not necessarily to suggest that everything is freaking hunky-dory. It's just that what you've tested is hunky-dory and you may need to go to the next level to sort things out. Does that make sense? If you have an old school specialist that just keeps letting you do the same thing cycle after cycle, then step to my number 10, which is never, ever be afraid of getting a second or third opinion, okay? Even if it's unlikely that you can go to this clinic that's out of town, you can, by the way, often arrange to get your blood tests done at different areas. So you would only need to go see your clinic at certain intervals, but you can arrange to sometimes to get your blood test done at alternative locations uh, if you live out of town, but never be afraid of getting a second or third opinion. There are so many different options out there for you that if you're feeling like your gut instinct is that something's not right, or if you have a specialist who just wants to do the same, same, same thing, go out now, do it now. Find an appointment with another specialist and just get their take on the situation. How much time do you have to waste? Can you waste another five years of your journey? Possibly not. And sometimes, you know, you might go to another specialist who might serve you some hard truths, but sometimes the hard truths that we're served benefit us in the long run. Okay. Now my number 11 tip for you is remember that you are the client and you are paying the money. Okay. You're the one with everything at stake here. This is your life. So don't be afraid to act like a consumer and, you know, expect to receive a certain level of customer service. And if you don't receive that, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself, to complain if people are rude or make you feel disempowered. Don't be afraid 
to do that because you are the customer. This is your life at stake and there is so much going on here for you. This is you paying all this money and quite rightly so because they have so much experience and there's you know so much going on from a medical sense we need anesthetists sometimes and all sorts so yes i know that it costs a lot of money but you should also expect a certain level of results and a certain level of customer service from that money that you are paying so there you go those are my 11 tips for your fertility journey and if you are at a fertility clinic let's just recap those again Number one, try to foresee your appointments and book them in advance. Number two, ask to go on the cancellation wait list. Number three, always arrive early for your blood work. Number four, ask for handouts and ask for demonstrations if you don't understand medications or processes or what you need to do. Number five, bring a pen and paper And write down your questions in advance so that you remember them at the time and don't feel bamboozled when you come out of the appointment. Number six, don't ever be afraid to ever ask for an explanation. Number seven, take charge when you need to. Number eight, ask about the future. Ask about, you know, what your fertility specialist's total holistic plan looks like. Number nine, Don't let your clinic continue with the same treatment again and again and again and expect a different outcome. Number 10, never be afraid of getting a second or a third opinion. And number 11, remember that you are the client and this is your journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Do make sure that you subscribe if you would like to be notified each week of the new episodes that drop. We cover a whole range of topics from practical tips to pep talks and support to guest interviews. So make sure that you're subscribed and hit that subscribe button uh, to be notified of all of our future episodes. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinbirkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.